When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. King towards a one-on-one. That's a terrific pluck from Dan Curtin. Prospect he is. Taken away, though, by WA and Curtin. It was WA's best player in that first one. Couldn't quite get it away cleanly. Curtin pounces on the ball. Kicks to half foot. Yes, one of the highlights of Daniel Curtin, of course, he was Western Australia's MVP over the four-game National 18s Championships just concluded at the weekend. To bring us up to speed on how WA went and uh, what uh, they're looking at doing going forward, WA State Talent Manager Adam Jones joins us on the show. Adam, welcome. G'day, Duff. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, mate. Uh, thanks for coming on. I believe you're taking a well-earned break down south. For, thanks for spending the time to share your thoughts with us. No worries. I always end up being on the call with uh, with my daughter in the background. So <laughs> well behaved as the last time. So, Adam, it was a disappointing way to end the championships with an 81-point loss to Vic Metro on the weekend. It's, sum up the championships overall for us. No, that's right. We had had some really good moments, game two and three. Um, the boys played really good footy, um, but but the champs was bookended um, with some poor performances, opening um, the, the carnival against the Allies, and then finishing um, yeah poorly against Metro. Um, but yeah, as young young kids always can struggle with consistency, and and the two games at the start and the finish were the ones where we were travelling. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to learn um, about those two games. So we spoke yesterday, I did a story for Code Sports, and you talked about what you might put in place for next year to try and mitigate against that. Um, talk us through that. Yeah, we, we yeah, as you always do, we review um, quite quickly after some, some dis- disappointing performances. Uh, we certainly felt leading into the first game, um, it was a big shock for the players in terms of playing at that level, um, and and even you know, yeah the travel factor for both those games. So yeah, you know, one idea we, we're going to pitch to the AFL is is about trying to play some of our trial games against South Australia or you know, combined Queensland team. Perhaps um, they're doing really well with their academies. Um, they're sixteen pretty strong. So something like that where where we might be able to get some travel in, but also play against some some quality opposition. Um, to help prepare these boys for what the level is like at the championships. So one thing they do in Victoria, I know, is they have a young guns team, which is basically a 22 and under team that plays against Vic Metro and Vic Country in their lead into the championships. Is it possible we could get a similar concept here up and running to to give our boys a good look at the sort of opposition they're going to face? No, absolutely. That's, a, that's another good share. We've done that in the past um, during the state game by yeah, play under twenty ones or under twenty three uh, waffle combined teams. Um, so that's definitely another option um, that we can look at as well. The waffle cult system, where is it at, Adam? And is it at a level that adequately prepares our young players, not just for the national eighteens titles, but also for um, their graduation into AFL? 
Yeah, look, it's it is a it's a good competition, um, and yeah, you have um, down years and, and up years, and um, there's no doubt when the the best teams are playing against each other that um, I think it's a, a reasonable level of preparation um, heading into the carnival. But yeah, it's not a not a standard of the Coats League in Victoria, um, and um, yeah, it's definitely something that that we have to look at to help prepare these boys. Um, for their journey into AFL. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll review. We, we're constantly having discussions about how we can make our competitions better. Um, but, yeah, it's not, not an easy fix to, to make a, a competition more, more competitive. How do you go with this is clearly something that has to be negotiated with waffle clubs and, and managed through with them, which adds another party, I guess, to the whole um, scenario. And I'm not apportioning blame or anything like that uh, in any direction here, but... How do you go um, massaging that sort of stuff through with the waffle clubs who are operating on limited budgets with limited resources? No, that's a, it's a really good point. And, you know, our, our waffle clubs do a, a terrific job with, with the money that they have access to. Um, and, and, you know, we've got some fantastic coaches, coaches in, in the waffle clubs competition. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's more around, you know, the the quality that the guys get to train with, um, the standard that's being set, the examples that are being set. You know, can we try and push more players to do senior pre-seasons? Um, you know, the guys that, that played some senior football, Clay Hall, uh, Colton Falstrop, um, they were strong performers throughout the entire championships. So, you know, all, all those discussions are, are had most years and, and and we're certainly um, keen to work through what's, what's the best case scenario to help give as many of our WA kids a chance to get drafted. So Daniel Curtin won your MVP, had four very strong games across the carnival. Um, Clay Hall, as you mentioned, was another really strong performer. Tell us about uh, your other strong performers that you think will figure prominently in the draft. Look, yeah, Mitch Edwards is, is one name that springs to mind. He um, had a concussion and um, was a big out for us in that last game against Metro. Um, so, yeah, he's a big 205, 206-centimetre kid that, um, yeah, just shows some real signs that um, once he develops a big engine and puts some more weight on his body, he's going to be a fantastic ruckman um, at the next level. Um, you know, Riley Hardman, who captained our team, uh, fantastic character and kid. He's got blistering pace, uh, developed an ability overhead um, this year that we haven't really seen as much in this game before this year. So, yeah, he, he's one that um, I'm sure is going to attract some interest in the year. And some guys like uh, Aiden, Aiden O'Driscoll, brother of uh, Nathan and Emma at Fremantle. Yeah, he showed some great signs throughout the, the championships with his speed and endurance and work ethic. Uh, I think he's going to find his way onto, an, onto a list. Uh, and then probably some lesser names like uh, Reese Torrent, uh, who played on predominantly on a wing for us. Peel Thunder Kid showed some really nice work with his left foot. Oscar Hine Bastion, uh, who did some great jobs up until a real tough encounter against Nick Watson uh, against Metro, but I think he might have shown enough um, to give himself a chance at the end of the year as well. Tell us about the bottom ages that you've got, the ones that uh, will be the top ages next year and in that draft crop. What are we looking at and, and how strong do you expect your team to be next year? 
Yeah, look, next year is, is looking like it could potentially be a lighter year. Uh, we had Bo Allen play all four games this year, and he was absolutely fantastic. Um, did a tremendous job down back on some dangerous forwards for the opposition. Um, we had the other guys we had in the squad this year. Uh, Otis Harvey played the first game. Austin Vanderstrike played the last two games. Um, and then we had a number of boys that trained on with the squad um, that were bottom eight. So, you know, we've got a lot of work to do to get those guys um, up to the level. Um, they, they did reasonably well at the 16 Championships last year. Um, but that doesn't guarantee anything, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, next year we've got, we've got a fair bit of work to do to, to make sure we get the numbers that we traditionally do each year. How are we tracking at the 16s Championships? What, how strong is that group? Yeah, we had a, a good group. Um, won two out of the three games and finished on the same same wins as, as Metro, who, who won the championship. Um, so, yeah, there's a good level of talent at that age group. Um, we had one of our best midfielders um, miss the entire, entire carnival, Fred Rodriguez. Um, which which made the performances even better. Um, yeah, I suspect we'll get um, three, four, five in the All Australian squad. Um, so yeah, um, the stocks coming through are looking reasonable at that age group. We saw Colton Folstrop play senior footy for Subiaco Hill in the year. We saw Riley Hardiman do likewise, likewise out at Swan Districts. Will we see uh, some of these 18s players make appearances at senior level for their waffle clubs? And who are the most likely, do you think? No, we will. We've uh, already had um, some clubs um, reach out in terms of uh, getting their players up to seniors. Yeah, we'll see um, some of our pure kids, Mitch Edwards, Clay Hall, Reese Torrent. I think they'll go straight up into the reserves and uh, when the opportunity poses, they'll play some senior football. Um, yeah, Colton, I, I suggest, would walk um, you know, pretty close to straight back in, into his position. And it was talked about with Claremont um, at the start of the year that um, Daniel Curtin, once he finished his, his uh, championships campaign, that he would potentially go up to play seniors. Um, and and he's, uh, if you were Claremont, it would be a great uh, proposition to have a young player like him come up, uh, potentially play some finals football. They're the, they're the main names that, that um, we've probably spoken about with clubs, um, but I'm sure there'll be others that um, might might, might wake, make their way up. You know, a few of those Perth boys in elementary school, once he finishes his school commitments, and Oscar High and Bastion, uh, I think they've got senior football um, written all over them, um, which would be great to see. Um, but, yeah, time will tell with some of those other guys. Lance Collard and Cohen Livingston, two NGA prospects for West Coast. Um, obviously, the quirk of the NGA system is that they have to get to pick 40 before the the club can match bids, which I think is a nonsense given the Northern States get academies. Um, but um, will they get to pick 40 and will West Coast take them, do you think? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Duff. They're, they're both a couple of interesting players and um and have probably, you know, been up and down on, on clubs' radars, no doubt. Lance um, has all the talent to be taken in the top 40. Um, you know, some performances where he wasn't getting much of the footy uh, would have would have raised some doubts. Uh, he played really well, sort of got going against Vic Country uh, before a calf injury ruled him out for our last game. 
So, yeah, he, he's definitely got the talent to be taken top 40. Um, and it's probably, you know, a lot depend on how he finishes the year. He'll, he'll probably get an opportunity in finals at Subiaco and the Colts. Um, so, so that'll be another yeah, good case, a chance for him to, to press his case to go up in the draft order. Then Cohen Livingston, um, yeah, another one that, you know, probably views probably be vary from club to club. Um, yeah, where our discussions with, with Cohen is he's probably viewed as more as a, a forward that might be able to back up in the ruck uh, at the next level. Um, so, yeah, he's he's got to keep working on his forward craft. And um, when he when he did pinch hit in the ruck at the championships, um, he was very very good. Uh, when he when he had to hold the number one mantle um, in the last game against Metro, it was a fair bit more challenging for him. So. Again, he, you know, playing for Perth on top of the ladder, going to get some finals opportunities um, to push his case again. Um, but yeah, he, he'll sort of be around you know, the 40 onwards mark. Um, and, and if he can go really well, you might squeeze him that 40. But I dare say he might be available for West Coast. Adam, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Uh, enjoy your breakdown south and look forward to talking to you a lot more in the lead up to the draft at the end of the year. No worries, Duff. Thanks for having me on again. Adam Jones, he is a WA State Talent Manager at the West Australian Football Commission. We'll take a break, and after the break, we'll be talking to Fremantle CEO Simon Gullick.